Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today I am joined by a very, very special guest. I've been waiting for quite a while here to speak with her. I'm so glad she's here. Please allow me to introduce Caitlin Barr. How are you, ma'am? Hi, good. Hope you are. I am now. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be good. I, I've been trying to speak with somebody from a particular show for a while and you know you just you were so enthusiastic you're like yes i'll do it and and you came right on the show it's great so i love enthusiasm and energy yay (laughs) so let's jump right into it and can you tell the listeners uh some of the more in your opinion i guess i should say notable things that you've done sure um so as a voice actor i'm probably best known as the voice of shina in saint Seiya, both the redub of the 80s series and the new cg animated one that's on netflix um i'm also ryukyu in my hero academia yami in to love Ru, natsumi in data live and others <laughs> <laughs> and more <laughs> yeah Um, I'm also a scriptwriter for anime dubs. Um, Some of the more notable ones I've done, um, I've been working on Black Clover for a couple years. I did One Piece for a couple years. Um, Akame Got Kill, Haikyuu, lots. It's even harder to name those. Wow. (laughs) Tons of them. So so working on One Piece, you know uh, Colleen Clinkenbeard then? Oh, yes. (laughs) I, I had the pleasure of meeting her. She's a very, very nice lady. I love Colleen. Yeah. So, but we're not here to talk about Colleen. We're here to talk about Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, question, question number one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what in the world got you into this career? Oh, good one. Um, so I always wanted to be an actor, just like in the broad sense, not just like a voice actor. Oh, okay. um, so I went to, well, I did plays all through like middle school and high school And I went to college for acting. I got my degree in theater. Um, I went to college in North Carolina, where I'm from. And right after I graduated, I moved to Houston, Texas, which is where Sentai Filmworks is. 
Um, that's not why I moved there, <laughs> but um, it was pretty cool that they were there. Uh, so I did um, a lot of professional acting work after college. Uh, a lot of the work I did professionally was children's theater, like theater for children. I did a nine month tour of Hank the cow dog. <laughs> okay. and then, yeah, I was Pete the barn cat. Um, and then a six month tour of Richard Scarry's busy town. And I think it was through children's theater that I made the connection with whoever got me an audition at Sentai Filmworks. I, I have my suspicions who it was, but I'm actually not sure who put me on their open call list. And I had been in Texas for maybe a year, maybe a little less um, when I got the call to come audition at Sentai. Back then they were doing a lot of open auditions and I went in and I recorded a bunch of roles that were already cast but it was just for the purposes of the audition. Um, Emily Neves, who you might know of, was directing there at the time. And so she auditioned me and I had a really fun, good audition. I felt really good about it. And then not even a couple weeks later, I got a call to record on Log Horizon. That was my very first show that I did. And wow. I've been doing it ever since. That yeah. is cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Did you have like a um, like a person of inspiration when you were growing up? Uh, like an actor? Or? Yeah, like, like that made you, oh, I'm going to go do plays and things like that because I want to be like this person. Oh, gosh. I don't know. There were so many. Like I did, um, I was really into musicals when I was in middle school. Like I was... Uh, like a nerd for musicals. So like I always looked up to like the classics, you know, like Julie Andrews and Barbara Streisand. And like um, I was really into like Little Shop of Horrors and Beauty and the Beast and just like listening to the soundtracks all the time. Like I still know a ton of show tunes. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah, I still love a good show tune. Um, As far as anime, like I liked anime, like I liked Toonami. I was one of the Toonami kids. And uh, I watched Sailor Moon after school every day. And (laughs) when I got to college, I got really into anime. And I noticed that it was a lot of the same people in the English dubs. Like back then, there were like 20 people that they used a lot. Like I would would be like, oh, that's Colleen or that's Lucy Christian or Monica. Um, And I really looked up to those people. Like I thought, wow, like they have so much range and like, they can be in all these shows and not sound the exact same every time. I thought that was super cool. So I was like, anime would be super fun. But I, like, even when I lived in Houston and I knew that Sentai was in Houston, I was like, I don't know if like that's for somebody who's like better. Like not like I'm not good enough to do that. Oh. <laughs> and so when I got the audition, I was like, what? Um, so it was it was cool. I I didn't know that it was like something I could actually do until the opportunity was there. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Did you have a lot of support from your family when you were, you know, oh, hey, I'm going to go voice cartoons? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so I, I fam- my family always, like, believed, like, in my talent and stuff. But it's, you know, when, when your kid wants to be a creative, a lot of times it's like, well, you should also have a day job. <laughs> uh, so I think that was kind of the attitude they had. Not negative at all, just like, mm, but can you really make a living doing that? And honestly, like, I write scripts. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't act full time. That would be awesome to be able to do that one day. But voiceover, like, the there's just like not enough 
work to go around that that the people who are doing it are doing it full time and paying their bills for the most part. Um, so I'm really thankful to have writing. Like, so it's it's a it's a job outside of acting, but it's not really outside of acting. Like, it's still at Funimation and it's creative and working in anime. So it's about the like it's kind of the perfect situation. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you do like the translation? Or do oh, you... thank you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just wondering if you did the translation or do you write them yourself from scratch? Thank you for asking that because I think a lot of people don't uh, realize that what my job is or that it's even a job. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> like, so the companies that I work for, I work for Funimation full-time as a writer now. I worked for Sentai as a writer for a while these companies have dedicated translation teams already. Um, I'm not fluent in Japanese. I speak Japanese on the level of like a Japanese toddler, oh, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not anywhere near fluent. So thankfully, I don't have to know Japanese. Knowing a little bit is helpful, but I don't have to be fluent. Um, so what my job is, is taking the translation and the video file, the, the Japanese, like the original, and coming up with, an adaptation that fits the mouth movements on screen and doesn't sound like a translation, like the with consideration for character voice and uh, adapting jokes and things like that. Like just making it making it accessible to an English speaking audience is basically what I do as a writer. Okay, all right. You know what that sounds like? A pain in the butt. sometimes it is (laughs) no it you know that's great because i I never really thought about that what a script writer for an anime actually has to go through to make that transition and you know that's actually sounds i i kid about it being a pain but it does sound like it can be a, a real pain yeah, uh, we're very limited by what we call them flaps, which is just the movement of the mouth. Like, oh, it's this many flaps. Um, we're very limited by the flaps. And sometimes we're limited by, like, what's what the visual is on screen. Like, if there's a, a Japanese pun and they're holding up, like, a kitten and, like, an apple, then what you make them say has to make sense with what the character's holding in their hand, you know? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So it's... <laughs> It's a fun challenge. It's kind of like putting together a puzzle. Sometimes it's a fun challenge. Sometimes, you're right, it's a huge pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, it, I mean, it, I think that's with every job. You're going to have mm-hmm. your, your ups and downs. But do you have a preferred genre that you like to do? I really like horror and spooky things. Um, I got to write two shows in that genre back to back last year I was really happy and I think I've sort of become the person at the office that they know wants to do the spooky shows um I did (laughs) Angels of Death and then the next season I got to do Zombieland Saga (laughs) anything that's like Halloween like not like it doesn't have to be like terrifying scary spooky but just you know oh I want zombies and skeletons and stuff I see okay (laughs) yeah do they ever come at you and say, oh, hey, you know, this script isn't really what we're looking or like this part of the script isn't what we're really looking for. We need you to redo it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so as a script writer, we kind of have to um, toe the line kind of between like 
the director's expectations, because some directors really want things, their dubs that they're directing to be really close to the translation. Some directors want to go a little more adaptive. We're sort of balancing between that and the licensor or the creator and their their intent for the material. Sometimes the licensor will say, you have to call this thing by this name. And we go, well, that doesn't really make sense in English. And they say, mm, you still have to. <laughs> yeah. so, like we're, we're bound by that. So it's, it's kind of a balancing act. Um, and we will like Funimation just brought their, um, their writers in house as full-time employees. It used to be that all the writers were contract and they were, they worked from home and it was a per project basis that they were hired on. Um, now it's like we have a salary and we work, you know, Monday through Friday and, so now that they've brought the writers in house, it's more of a collaborative environment. So like we'll be working and a director will stop by our office and say, Oh, can you adjust this? Or like, we wanted to know if there were any other options for that. So um, I think that's kind of the benefit to us all being in the same building. So it's definitely a collaboration is okay. what I was trying to <laughs> logically say, but sort of meandered <laughs> a little. That's all right. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. I love it. That's cool, though. Like you said, to have, you know, have it be a collaboration. That's really that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, it what um, what would you say your favorite anime is that isn't yours? Ooh, um, Sailor Moon, probably. Or OK, I'll give two. Sailor Moon is my favorite from like childhood. And like my favorite that I think is just, wow, this is a masterpiece is probably Baccano. I not enough people have seen Baccano. But it's gorgeous and amazing, and everyone should watch it. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't work on it, so I'm not biased. There you go, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I don't imagine there's too much outreach for a scriptwriter to go to a convention. But have you ever, ever been asked to a convention for part of your voice acting? Um, yeah, I've done a few conventions. I don't do a ton of them. Um, I kind of just let them, like, if if a convention comes to me, then I will try to make a deal and go. Um, I don't really, like, go seeking them out okay. because I'm very busy, but I, I do enjoy them. I did, I think two years ago, I just did a ton in a year, and I was like, ooh, I got to, like, chill. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I do, if you do, like, more than, like, so I did, like, two in a month one time, and I was like, that's too much. Um, and I think I'm going to limit myself, but I do want to get back in the scene. Um, I love conventions. That's where you meet like the most passionate fans. I think is the people, you know, you get to see them in their cosplay and see their art. And like, I love that. Um, yeah, I want to go to more conventions. I'm glad you said that because I've been really, that's something that I'm kind of getting the gears turning on right now is doing more conventions. That's great. That would be cool. And that was kind of leading into my my next one is the conventions that you have gone like and sat at. Have you seen any kind of crazy or funny like things that stand out in your memory from that convention? Ooh, okay. That's, hmm. (laughs) It's been a minute since I've done one that I feel like I have crazy memories of. Okay. Uh, has anybody uh, ever come up to like see you and they're dressed as one of your characters oh my gosh i have not had that happen yet i'm hoping that that's something i've always wanted to see would that be wild (laughs) Uh, oh that does remind me though i'm glad you asked that because i was really stumped on that last one i was like oh um (laughs) but (laughs) 
one of the first conventions I did uh, was Anime Austin a few years ago in Austin, Texas. And I'm in this game called uh, Yandere Simulator. It's a stealth game, basically, where you play as a schoolgirl that, like, <laughs> wants to murder all the girls that, like, the guy that she likes. And it's it's a stealth game. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I play uh, Kizana, the president of the drama club, and she's one of the girls that you have to kill. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> and, uh, sounds like Lonely Hearts Club. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cute. It's still in development. It's been in development for a few years now because I think it's just, like, one guy Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it's got a huge thriving fan base. And so I went to this convention and I was doing a panel like with another voice actress. I think it was just like a general voice actor Q&A. And I see this girl in the audience and she's dressed as the Yandere character and she's just looking at me like like I'm going to I'm going to get you. <laughs> I was like, oh. And so I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe like Yandere-chan's here." And like and so after the panel, she was like, can we take a photo where, like, I'm sneaking up behind you? <laughs> That's great. And we took this really cute photo. I still have it. It made me so happy. I was like, oh, that's a thing I'm in. Because um, back then I hadn't run into that a whole lot. So I was, I was happy to see that. I hope I see a Kizana cosplayer someday. But that was still pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Like, yeah. surreal almost. Yeah. Um, so kind of speaking on the, the voice actor side of things real quick, um, can you describe what like a typical recording session day is like? Yeah, sure. Um, so it can be, well, the two studios I work at the most are Funimation in Dallas and Sentai Filmworks in Houston. I'm still really fortunate that I get to go down and record for them in Houston sometimes. Um, I always love going down there because the environment there is so chill and like I just love it there, nice. um, but their their styles of recording are very very different. So for I'll start with Sentai. So at Sentai, usually they do dubcasts, which is like a per episode, like keeping up with Japan's broadcast kind of thing, like Funimation simul dubs. They do those, but not exclusively, not primarily the way Funimation does. Most of what Sentai does is is straight to disc. And so when you go and record there, usually you've got a big chunk of time that's all the episodes, your character, episode 1 through 12 or whatever they're doing, and you just record all of them. Um, so like when I recorded Yami for To Love Rue, that was just a, a big chunk, like a few hours, and we would just go through all the episodes. Wow. Um, yeah, so at Sentai, they do a method that some people call the scroll and roll method. Um, where they just bring you in and they, you know, they get you set up and they say, okay, you're playing this character. Sometimes they'll give you some details beforehand. Usually it's more of, <laughs> it's why we always say like improv is such a valuable skill for actors in this arena because they'll just hit play and go and you'll oh. just record everything. Like you're seeing it for the first time as you're recording it. Um, and then they'll stop if you if you flub or whatever, and they'll back up and and fix it, t take another take. But like usually you're gonna keep rolling until you mess up, and you don't preview anything beforehand. You just go, which I love because you get some really organic reads that way. Um, 
if the character is surprised by something, and I'm also surprised by it because this is the first time I've laid eyes on it, um, that's an organic reaction of surprise. Right, yeah. Sounds really natural, and I love that. It does lend itself to messing up a little more because you don't see it beforehand, you don't know what's coming, but I still think it's a really valuable kind of... It adds it adds something, I yeah. feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at Funimation... Primarily, they do simul dubs, which is we do an episode a week and we are right behind the Japanese broadcast. Sometimes, this, like My Hero Academia, they've there have been delays on our side and Japan's side, um, but for the most part, they're releasing the dubbed episodes of My Hero the day they come out in Japan. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and they're doing same-day simul dubs for a couple other shows here and there, too. It just depends on the agreement that we make with each company. But, uh, so you go in for your character in that one episode, which means you might have one line or three lines and it'll be like a 15 minute session or five minutes or whatever, um, rather than doing the whole show in one go. Um, so that's fun. Cause maybe you get to come in 12 times. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah. And at Funimation, they're more, they want to preview things ahead of time. So they'll be like, okay, well your character has... 20 lines in this episode. Let's take these first three in this scene right here. We'll take this scene, watch the scene ahead of time in Japanese, and then they turn around and do it in English. And they they have this thing set up called the three beep system where you'll hear three beeps before you come in so that you're mostly timed to where the mouth starts moving when you come in. So it's beep, 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 go. You start talking when the fourth beep would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, that helps them tighten up the timing a lot. Um, So they're more like, they prepare you a little more. Um, So it's, you know, it's personal preference. Some people would rather do it that way. Some people would rather just scroll and roll. Um, (laughs) I think there's benefits to both. So, but yeah, that's a a typical session at both, I guess. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) That's really cool. I think I I would, myself, would prefer Sentai because I'm really into the improv scene so i think Mm. that would be better um that's cool when you go back and and like a you're watching something on tv and it happens to be your character comes up is it weird hearing a character that you voiced on tv or do you not watch what you've done oh my gosh i'm really glad you asked that too because (laughs) it's not weird so much for me anymore if it's rewarding i I like it. I personally, I don't have cable, so I, I don't see like Toonami, uh, even though like I just had a character have a run on Toonami uh, in My Hero. But uh, I do watch them on the streaming site, and I live with my boyfriend and his 11 year old. And uh, Kiddo is into anime, so we watch My Hero, and, and he's like, That's you! And like, it's <laughs> a nice, nice little feeling. Um, but I'm glad you asked that because at the beginning, yes, it was super weird. I remember. When I recorded for Love Horizon, it was my very first show. I was nervous as heck. Like, and the character they had me do was Liliana, who was this very sweet, soft-spoken little elf. She was probably like four feet tall. She was like tiny and cute, Mm -hmm. which is not the kind of character I'm called on for usually. Usually I play like the, the tough women or like the, you know, sexy women or whatever. Like I don't do a lot of like cute, soft stuff. 
And especially back then, I was really inexperienced. So I was like, oh, no, I sucked. They're going to replace me. And like, I didn't suck. I'm better now. I can look back at stuff I did like three or four years ago and go, oh, I'm a stronger actor now or whatever. But like, right. I thought for sure, I was like, they're going to replace me. Like, I was so bad. <laughs> and so uh, there's this event in Houston called Anime at the Alamo. And they do anime premieres at the Alamo Draft House, which is like a like a movie theater where you sit and have dinner. It's like Studio Movie Girl, kind of. Okay. And yeah, it's really cool. They do them about once a month now, I think. They used to do them once a week. Um, and they'll it's Sentai's deal so like it'll be sentai shows and the actors will go and they'll do like a little q a afterward and sign autographs it's really fun i miss going to them i used to go all the time i can't really go that much now because i'm in dallas but i went to the premiere for log horizon and i was so i was like i'm not gonna believe that i'm in this show until i hear my voice come out of that character's mouth because <laughs> i thought for sure like they replaced me there is no way and then sure enough there she was and it was it was weird and trippy but it was it's good, weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You hear yourself and you go, ooh. Yeah, it's like hearing yourself on your answering machine. It's like, that's what I sound like? <laughs> yeah, why did nobody tell me that's what yeah. I sounded like? <laughs> that's great. So after a super long day of writing scripts or recording lines or things like that, what is it you do to just unwind? Oh, um, it's so funny because like, like I said, I came into the industry as a fan and I used to go to cons and cosplay and like do all the things. And I still love those things. But now that anime is my job, I, the last thing I want to do when I get home sometimes is like watch anime. Right. Um, <laughs> I love it. It doesn't mean I love it any less. It's just like, oh, I need to switch gears now. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, lately I've been really into makeup. It's like my new hobby. Like I'm, I like play with makeup and, and learn about makeup and cool. yeah, that's my thing now. Cause I have nothing to do with my job. So it's, it's kind of therapeutic. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Do you watch like the, uh, YouTube tutorials and things like that? Oh yeah. All the time. Um, I'm like super hooked on them. I, it's like kind of a, it's like my Zen time like i'm just it's just <laughs> me and my makeup <laughs> yeah. yeah that's cool that's really cool i mean you know sometimes you need that yeah <laughs> do you have a particular like type of food that you like to go out for oh yeah sushi i'm I, i'm really fortunate because i happen to live really close to akura sushi which is the revolving sushi bar Ooh. and i'm obsessed with that place okay <laughs> like, yeah love sushi nice that's awesome. Um, do you have anything uh, coming up, anything in the works that people should be watching out for? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for asking. I love to, like, promote the things. Um, right now, my – so scriptwriters at Funimation usually are working on two shows at once uh, during a season. I'm on Black Clover right now, and if you haven't been watching Black Clover, this is the time to get back into Black Clover because it is getting so intense. Um, the other show I'm writing is called Darwin's Game, which is an Anaplex title. It's really exciting that we're getting the dub an Anaplex title. Like I'm working closely with uh, the localization team at Anaplex for that, and I'm 
let's see, can I talk about this yet? Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> NDA, uh, NDA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I'm in that show also. I play Shuelan, who has only had one line so far, but I happen to know that she's important. So <laughs> I um, wrote her that way. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Um, also, To Lovery, which is a show that is very near and dear to my heart, is coming out uh, March 31st, I believe, on Blu-ray. And I play Yami, a.k.a. Golden Darkness, in that. So I got to promote To Lovery. That's like a, that's a classic show that, for whatever reason, never got a dub until now. Um, oh, wow. Okay. After, yeah, lots of fan outcry <laughs> for a dub and Sentai is really cool about that they they recognize when fans have been begging for a dub of a show that was released sub only or whatever and they'll turn around and dub it nice. so the love Rue is getting a dub we it sounds so good I've heard what I've heard in the booth that's all I've heard so far but everything I'm hearing from like people who have worked on it is like oh my god like this is gonna be good so please check it out yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. <laughs> and um, do you have like, uh, or would you like to share your social medias and things like that so people can kind of click and follow along? Oh, yes. Can I just say, like, you ask all the questions that I, like, want to answer. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. I'm glad that that it's going that way. <laughs> You're great. I appreciate it. Um, so on Instagram and Facebook, I am Caitlin Barr VA. So please give me a follow and a like there on Twitter. I am at K B E E like a bumblebee K B. That's me at K B. That's me. That's my Twitter. Um, please make sure you're following me. Cause I do like contests and giveaways sometimes too. Um, and I tweet about, Random things. Sometimes makeup and sushi. <laughs> Sometimes at the same time. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's fantastic. Maybe you're onto something there. <laughs> Watch me eat sushi while applying makeup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, I just want to say in these last final moments of the show, thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute blast. I love laughing and hearing awesome stories. And you had both. Yay! Thank you! <laughs> yeah, no problem. I genuinely enjoyed having you here, so it's been great. Aww. <laughs> and, <laughs> and thank you to all the listeners who tuned in to listen to this. I hope you take away all of this. Go like, sub, subscribe, everything. Do it all and follow along, and we will see you all next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.